you have to believe that when you put thoughts out into the world, it starts the creation of something. And that thoughts are shared and that thoughts are an energy. Welcome, everybody, to The Chris Harder Show, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success, knowing that when good people like you make good money, they can then do great things. My name is Chris Harder, and several times per week, I will bring you epic guests, solo episodes, and every single tool, trick, and skill set you need to grow your business, grow your money mindset, and to grow your wealth to levels that you have never reached before. I've ended up in a unique place in life where I've got the experience, the connections, and all of the secrets that it takes to be successful. And I'm lifting the curtain to reveal it all to you in an effort to help put you in a position of abundance so great that you can then be as generous as possible. So let's lock arms and let's get started. And we're back with another episode of He Said, She Said. So we were on a walk yesterday and as we are every day (laughs) and Lori posed a really good question to me. I'm like, babe, that needs to be an episode. What was your question? My question was, as I was contemplating life, you guys, I'm reading Joseph Campbell right now. So you have to contemplate life when you're doing that. And I got to say, uh, here's how I know when Lori's reading a good book, (laughs) she'll stop every two to five minutes and have to tell me another thing from the book. Oh, it's terrible. And I know I'm being annoying when I'm doing it because he's so, he's an audio book person. I like to like read a physical book and I can feel myself being annoying, but it's like bubbling up. Like I literally cannot, it's like gas. Like you have to get it out or you'll oh, explode. God. You don't have to get it out. No, first of all, you will explode. Like this is what happens when you lay in bed. If I don't do it under the covers, I'll explode. I'll die. <laughs> oh God. You're wishing certain death upon me. In so, one, in one sentence, you, you gave me two reasons to not be happy with you now. Constantly interrupting your book every two to five minutes or mm-hmm. interrupting my book. I'm trying to help your brain expand. All right, we better move on from gas in bed (laughs) to your really brilliant question that you posed the other day. Okay, here is the question. And by the way, the book I'm reading is The Hero's Journey. If you're like, what Joseph Campbell book is that? Because I'm pretty sure they're all good. I think I'm going to read them all. Good job closing that loop. Thank you. So the question is, what percentage of making money and being abundant and being wealthy is actually spiritual. Isn't that a good question? You guys, it literally, it kind of took me by surprise because I hadn't been asked that before. I was like, that is one of the best questions ever. And the way she said it was great too because it was so casual. You know, we're on a walk to talk about things. She goes, what percentage of us getting rich do you think was spiritual? And it was just <laughs> such a great real life casual. I'm like, this needs to be talked about. And so I thought about it a little bit, uh, you know, maybe 10, 20, 30 steps worth So I didn't want to just give her a half-ass answer right away. And I said, I think 60%. Mm. I think 60% of of getting wealthy or making money. I was actually surprised by that, that you you? said 60%. I was like, I wonder if I'll say like 30 or 40 or half or what. Yeah, well, I really thought about it. I wanted to give you a good answer. And and I really felt like 60% was my answer. And I'll pose it back to you in a minute here. And for a number of reasons, though. Matter of fact, before I get into those reasons, what do you think yours, what was your, when you asked the question, you must have had a percentage in your mind. Well, you're not going to like this because it won't add up. So (laughs) for people who are numbers driven, they're not going to like it. But I think it's a hundred and a hundred. I think spirituality is a hundred percent of the factor, Mm -hmm. but so is strategy and skill meeting together or like the wisdom about 
this is interesting though, because I was going to say the wisdom and strategy and skill, but that is all related back to also what I believe is a universal law, mm-hmm. which I believe exists in the spiritual realm. And you may not even say spiritual realm. Like I think it's the um, almost like the quantum realm of the way things work. So I think it's it's 100% where... I don't know. You're saying it's 100% strategy and 100% spiritual yeah. as up to 200%, which normally you're right. I would hate an answer like that because I, I love math. <laughs> but I actually like your answer. I really do. It's like in a relationship, right? Each of you can't try 50% to have a 100% relationship. Each mm. of you have to try 100% to have a 200% relationship. Like it's 200% or nothing. I like that. Thanks for finishing that loop for me today. Yeah. Well, all right. So let me get back to my 60%. So I'm going to use a normal 100% piece of the pie here. So out of the the 100% possibility of the pie, you know, how much of that is spiritual uh, that makes you wealthy? I think it's 60%. And and here's some of my thoughts why. From a straight woo-woo position, you have to believe that when you put thoughts out into the world, it starts the creation of something. And that thoughts are shared and that thoughts are an energy. How many times have you been with someone before you're like, oh my God, I was just thinking that too. Mm-hmm. Right? I believe that thoughts are a shared energy. When you put this shared energy out to, to the world, all sorts of things start conspiring kind of subconsciously to make that thought come true. If, if somebody thinks, you know, I want to build a skyscraper here, that'd be perfect. That becomes the beginning thought of, you know what, maybe I should go talk to an architect and maybe I should, you know, do this and do that. And before you know it, you've called in all the people to build a skyscraper. Mm-hmm. You look like you're about to say something. Yeah. I, well, you spiraled that thought into another thought of even if people are like, eh, I don't know about that. Like, I'm not sure. The practical thing that putting a thought out there does is so if I went around town today, let's just say that I was out all day talking to people out and about running errands and and meeting a lot of different people. And I didn't have a thought in my head about what I wanted or needed. I would go around and have a completely different experience and not see the things that I want or need to see until I put a thought in my head or an intention. So what if I said, I'm looking, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm looking for an office space. Let's just say I'm not like for, for light pink, but let's just say I'm looking for an office space for light pink. And instead of going about to the same Starbucks going about, maybe I'm running errands at Home Depot. Maybe I'm running around at Target. Maybe I'm running around, who knows, just out and about in the day. And I start posing this question to people or meeting people. And when I meet them or talk to somebody, I'm like, hey, I know this is random, but I'm looking for some office space. Do you know anyone? Do you know a realtor? Do you know something that's open? I'm going to find a lead that's going to bring me an answer. Mm -hmm. And this is what happens is it just opens up. It's the same thing as, you know, they they always talk about this. You're walking around when, when we would walk around in LA. It's like, you're not really noticing things until you say, okay, look for a black Range Rover. And all of a sudden, that's all there is in LA. It's yep. like a taxi cab, but you didn't even realize that they were all around you until you set your intention on it. So even in the most practical form, a thought tunes you in to the chant. Were those black Range Rovers always there? I don't know. Did more come because you had the thought? I don't know. That's the fun part. Well, thoughts become things, mm-hmm. right? And, and we shared from a strictly woo-woo standpoint, that shared subconscious energy, everything starts conspiring. And you shared from a practical standpoint how thoughts become things. So I'm going to share a, th- a third reason why I thought it was at least 
And that is when I feel good, I perform good. When I feel good, I perform well, right? And when I am aligned spiritually, when I am journaling, when I am meditating, when I'm doing my mantras, when I do my visualizations, when I am in prayer on a regular basis, I feel really good. I feel more bulletproof. I feel more confident. Mm -hmm. I'm putting on the colored lenses that I care to see the world through, right? At least I'm putting on the colored lenses I care to see the next five minutes through. Mm -hmm. And because I see the next five minutes through some pretty positive lenses of opportunity, then the next 10 minutes after that, I also see through better lenses. And the next hour after that, I also see, right? It becomes a compounding effect. And so from a more practical side, just on what happens to you when you're more aligned with your spiritual practices, you become more confident. You become more aware of opportunity. You get a little bit more swagger. You're happier. And all of that plays into a perfect recipe of being able to take that first step that might build wealth or take that 10th step that you've been kind of holding off because it was a scary one or go meet that person or go ask for this help. All of those things come easier when you have first really taken care of your spiritual practices and are feeling pretty bulletproof there. Yeah. It's so interesting because even people who are super practical, potentially listening, who are like, eh, I'm not really into spirituality, whatever that definition is for you. I think we're talking here about something bigger than you and something outside of physical form. So even thoughts are things is actually a spiritual thought because it's not in a technical physical realm yet. Mm -hmm. So with that, you cannot create something out in the world without first believing it can exist. And having to believe in something that doesn't yet exist, that in itself is a spiritual thing. So it's like having to really lean into that, that is where the work is, is because a lot of people can't fathom the thing that doesn't exist yet. And, you know, we're creating very real things off of images and visions that aren't real yet, but they are. And here's the thing is you have to know that when you get those mental images, they are like the bait that is meant to get you going into the real vision. And it's going to change 500 times. But that big vision is meant to get you to take the first step, which then you have to have enough faith to know that once you take the first step, the next will be revealed. And that is a very spiritual journey to have full-time faith and say, I had this vision. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to like just move forward. And and here's the crazy thing. I love this. I love thinking about it in terms of going into Joseph Campbell, where he says like life is literally art. And then art is also nature. Like it reflects nature. And I think about, I was reading this Michelangelo book and he stands at stone. So before he did a sculpture, he would stand at the different stone that he was going to pick out. So he would walk through all of these fields of all of these different large marble pieces or stone pieces. And he would go up and he would put his hands on them and close his eyes and ask what was inside. Who do you think he was asking? He would ask what was inside of this stone piece. I think that's the most beautiful thing ever. And he would know which one he wanted by doing this method, this ritual that he would do. And I thought, my God, like these brilliant, amazing artists throughout history had a method like this where they would kind of tune out and just think. They would think of the vision. They would call on something higher. They would take this, you know, methodical ritual. And I'm like, gosh, when do we do that in our life? How do we create more of that to like tune out of the world and see 
not what is already external, but like what vision are we seeing? So I really do believe that there is so much that we can tune into for money making that is spiritual. We don't do it enough. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, I've been doing a little experiment this year. So my friend Darren, or I should say our friend Darren, obviously, he and his wife have a multi, multi hundred million dollar company, right? Mm-hmm. And I can't share the the full value of the company right now, but let's just say it's in the hundreds of millions of dollars that the two of them built from the ground up. And last year, he's like, hey, I'm doing this really cool experiment where I'm, I've heard of everybody manifesting things by writing them down in a journal on a regular basis. So he goes, I'm just experimenting. I'm, first, I'm, I'm writing every single day that I'm getting the, the front parking spot and, and all of a sudden it's happening. And then I'm trying to expand. I'm trying to push it. I'm writing every single day that someone's going to give me a random pair of tennis shoes. And it happens like really crazy. He's like, there is some legitimacy to this craziness as he was starting to experiment with it. And I said to myself, oh my God, I'm going to do that. Except I didn't do it. The whole year went by and I didn't do it. (laughs) So then, but it is always eating at me in the back of the head. It's me. Yep. So then this year I recommitted to journaling every morning, right? You and I did. Mm -hmm. And we've been doing it. Haven't missed a day. And in my journal, I have three prompts. The first one is gratitude. And I write a paragraph or two. Next one is manifest. I write a paragraph or two. And last one is my work. And I write a paragraph or two about why I'm working hard that day. But in the manifest one, I've been like, this is where I'm really going to play with this. I'm really going to experiment with it. So I've been saying every, right, right down every single day, I manifest unexpected, perfectly aligned windfalls falling into our account today and tomorrow. Like every single day, I'll just keep writing that as one of the lines in the thing. And the weirdest things have been happening. Like what happened the other day, Lori? Some guy, stranger in Connecticut, literally called me, got my number somehow and said, hey, you have a boat trailer that your old boat is sitting on that I just bought at auction. And it turns out you still own the trailer. And I need that trailer to get the boat home. How much do you want for it? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, 7,500 bucks. He's like, done. And wired me the money. Like out of the blue, a trailer I forgot we had. Matter of fact, a trailer I didn't know we had because I thought that it went with the boat when we salvaged it with the insurance. Then another thing happened. We got this random $2,400 deposit as an affiliate split. From a client we had sent somebody a year ago, they made another payment. We got another payment as as an affiliate split. Like the weirdest things are showing up that weren't showing up on a regular Mm. basis. So there's two ways of thinking here. The boring, pragmatic way would be like, well, of course, those things always show up, but now you're just aware of them. And that's no fun to believe in that. The other fun way to believe in is, holy shit, you write this stuff down every day and this stuff starts showing up. Mm. I mean, it's interesting because then you go out in the world and you go and add the practical to it. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like if I wrote in my journal every day, hey, I want a, a much tighter, rounder, more lifted butt, but I sat on the couch. <laughs> but then what if a surgeon came and knocked on the front door and said, hey, I would love to do these butt injections into your rear. I'd be like, shut up. I just wrote this in my journal. Check it out. And you'd lay on your stomach and he'd shoot you with just fat in your butt. And I'm like, Um, (laughs) God, people must hate us. But for real, I would have to go and also do the work. But this is interesting. I mean, you may not think it's interesting. But when, so when I was a a personal trainer, when you, and also when I was working out and doing competitions, one of the hardest muscles to work out is your butt to target. And do you know the main way to change if you're doing the workouts, but your butt is not changing? One of the biggest way to change, get off the implants already. One of the biggest ways to change it is to 
think about engaging your glutes. Oh, interesting. So while you're doing the exercise, the same damn exercise I had been doing forever, you guys, I ended up signing up with my own trainer because coaches need coaches. Mm-hmm. And I was like, look, I got some pancakes back here. I'd like them to be a little more around. So when I started training with her, I'm like, I'm doing all of these exercises. And she's like, yeah, but you have to think about it. You have to actually think the thoughts to engage that muscle while you're doing it. Sure enough, the same exercises I was doing when I thought about it started to actually engage instead of use my quads. I was very quad dominant and that's what would take over. So what happens when we go out in the world and do these things that someone gave us a strategy or a skill, but we don't actually put the intention out every day and focus so hard on this is also what we want. So same exercise, totally different thoughts while I was doing it. And that's insane. Anyway, there you go. It's not insane. When I just took this drink of coffee, I concentrated on my bicep and I swear it got bigger. You know, my, one of my roommates used to eat like vegetables and she would be like, no, I picture pizza so hard while I eat this. And, and she got fat from eating vegetables? No, no. <laughs> That'd she be a great one. Very, That'd be great. She was actually very thin. But I was like, I tried it and it didn't work. Oh, so I oh. was like, pizza, 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 pizza with a carrot. And it just wasn't. It's not the same. No. All right, guys. Well, I hope that you take out of all of this very unintelligent rambling, I hope that you take one very intelligent thing away from this. And that is this, whether it's 60% spiritual when getting rich or Lori's answer, 100% spiritual when getting rich. I hope your takeaway is that it is a significant, a significant piece of the pie. And if you're not engaged in practices where you feel like you are spiritually aligned and in that zone, then I don't care how hard you work. I don't care how much strategy you have. You're going to be missing one of the most significant pieces of the equation and you're not going to get where you want to get. So hopefully this is that missing piece that maybe helps you break through and and, and take you to that next level. And sustain it. That's really why we wanted to have this conversation too, is sometimes, you know, it can take a really long time to understand this and also to match the strategy and do the things. Trust me, or you can start this now and maybe your reality will start showing up in a year or maybe it's five years, but it will show up if you do this because you just magnetize yourself. But then what do you do once the money comes to keep it? I believe that's one of the most spiritual things that you can do. Guys, every single morning I wake Lori up to a mantra. And now I do it to thousands of you. And this is one of those tiny, tiny spiritual practices where at least I can help you put the right colored lenses on before your feet hit the ground, right? I'm always sending a a positive business perspective or a money mindset mantra. I literally just text it to you every single morning. So if you want me to do that, it's totally free. There's no catch. It was Lori's idea and it was a brilliant idea. All you have to do is text me the word daily and I'll put you on the list and you'll get my morning texts. Text me the word daily to 310-421. 0416. Again, text me the word daily to 310-421-0416. Thanks for listening. We love and appreciate you. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success. 